Hey everybody, I'm Armando Torres, and this is the show before the show. And I'm Paige Wesley. And with us we have... Katie Bryant. Yay! Yay. And uh, <laughs> we've got an episode for you. Uh, Paige, do you want to give a quick little uh, uh, warning before we get into it? Absolutely. Uh, this is like Ant Hill Kids level of bad yeah. uh, but it's instead of just mutilating and killing people it's child sexual abuse uh, so like I'm telling you right now if you need to turn this off turn it off because it's bad and we are all now going to have to sit and think about our thoughts and probably have some substances or something <laughs> yep. after this episode so uh, you've been warned yeah. Don't feel bad if you can't listen to this one. Your mental health is more important than a podcast. Thank you, Bye. Paige, who is essentially sober, just told me that she's taking three ibuprofen tonight. So it's Yay. getting wild. What? I'm <laughs> really <laughs> bummed that I had a bag of chocolate donuts and I had a couple left and I should have saved them for after. Because... <laughs> <laughs> Oof. Yeah, I got a fucking Italian sub in my fridge that I am just saving <laughs> as a reward for getting through this fucking shit. Good for you. I'm going to go order a pizza or something after this. Hell yeah. yeah. So we just wanted to throw that warning on there. Uh, and a quick plug before we get started. A former host of the show, Andrea Gazetta, has a Patreon. Uh, it's in her Instagram info. So if you're following her on Instagram, all the info is there. Uh, and she posts stories for close friends about her, like, time lapses of her paintings. It's super cool. Uh, I love watching them. And uh, she will also be maybe on some special episodes of Cold Podcast in a couple weeks. Yeah, absolutely. I don't know if she's announced. Actually, I know that she has announced it. Uh, she has a new project that she's working on. So go check her out on uh, Instagram at Andrea Gazetta and on Twitter at Sundress Comic. All one word. Um, go check those out. And uh, we have a Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash cult podcast. Uh, I am on the second batch of making shirts. I couldn't get enough of the uh, of the first ones, uh, but they are now back in stock, so we're getting them. Uh, a bunch of people have already gotten their shirts. We're sending out Yay. rewards, baby. Hooray. They're fucking hitting the USPS offices uh, so go ahead and uh, if, if you haven't already uh, check your email and there is a code for how to get your shirt um, and if you did just sit tight I promise you it is coming soon uh, yeah and without any further ado let's hop into the show hello 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 yay don't drink the For the purposes of this podcast, we define a cult as organizations that rally behind an entity or leader who espouse beliefs outside the norm. Organizations that require physical or monetary sacrifice as a condition of membership. Organizations in which the doctrines followed by the leaders are different than that of the followers. Organizations in which isolation is encouraged either by commune living or by a policy of disconnection from outside relationships. And organizations that actively recruit new members. All cults might have some or all of these traits, and as always... These, These are, are our opinions. opinions. Thank you for tuning into Cult Podcast. I'm Paige Wesley. And I'm Armando Torres. And with us we have... Katie French. Yay! Yay! Back, and back, back again. Yeah, back again. <laughs> and hopefully you'll stay for the one after this too. I can't oh. guarantee it after this episode. Uh, before oh we boy. do anything else... Uh, the biggest trigger warning. This yeah. might be the roughest episode ever. Uh, we have not recorded it yet. I just know what's in the notes. Um, yeah, that's coming from a podcast who has an episode literally called This One Is Rough. Yeah, and I honestly, <laughs> if we had done this first, this would have gotten that title. I might call this This One Is Rough Part 2. <laughs> <laughs> the <laughs> remix. <laughs> yeah, Children of God Part 3, This One Is Rough Part 2. Um, oh, God. There will be quite a few discussions of sexual abuse child sexual abuse child sexual abuse materials uh and a lot of of discussion of things that victims have come forward with since this group kind of fizzled out 
Uh, they are not easy to hear. Uh, they were not easy to learn about or write down for notes. So I can't imagine how bad it's going to be listening to them. Yeah, you're warned now. Uh, I'm drinking. I'm drinking margarita out of a can to cope with it. <laughs> oh God. Uh, I yeah, it is. This is no joke. Uh, if you think at all that'll affect you, this is your warning. Uh, last podcast on the left does gold star episodes. This would be a gold star episode. This is not fun. Yeah, it's, this would. This rough. one's a. This is a canned tequila episode. If you get through <laughs> this, go out and buy yourself a can of tequila. Yeah, and just stare into the void because, yeah. like, this is some of the darkest things humanity is capable of, and it is not good. It's very, very bad. Uh, super bad. All right, so let's and that's coming story. from a humanity that you guys live in. You know that one? <laughs> yeah, Are yeah, you yeah, guys yeah. Familiar with the reality? You know this one where people bomb apartment buildings with children in them? Yeah, this reality. Uh, in yeah. that reality, this is still hard. To stomach it is yeah. real real bad the same um, reality where some of those people are lapd and it's fireworks no. and they just yes. set them off and it's and a they bomb killed that old lady yes god um, damn we yeah. need a trigger warning for this trigger warning now. Yes, god sorry. damn it i'm sorry no it's fine it's not your fault that's this is just representative of how bad what we're going to talk about is is that even our trigger warning got dark yeah, well, and to let you guys know, because we know this is going to be rough, because we know it's going to be difficult for us to get through, we have decided that whenever somebody needs to stop and have a palate cleanser, we will stop and talk about anything but this yeah. for a few minutes. We'll let you know uh, so you can see it coming. Uh, but that's to preserve our sanity as yeah. podcasters. Uh, and that's how we're going to handle it and hopefully finish it. Uh, fingers crossed. Yeah, if you as a listener need to uh, stop and and like take a break, we suggest that you just pause the episode and go throw on Outlander. Then- <laughs> um, that Mikey is live tweeting. So, uh, for full disclosure, if I mean if you listen to all the other nonsense I'm I'm on all week, uh, you know that I binged watched Outlander over the course of like three weeks. I got through five seasons. Like, it's a problem. It was the only thing holding me together while researching this nonsense, uh, this episode. And uh, Mikey was making fun of me for it. And so he made a bet that if I watched this, like, an episode of the show he liked, he'd watch an episode of Outlander. And I did. And he watched an episode of Outlander and was like, wait, this is actually really good. Now (laughs) I'm watching it. So Mikey is now currently tonight binge watching Outlander and texting me about it. So I'll read some of those texts for palate cleansers if you want. It is keeping me a little bit more sane. Yeah. We'll see how it goes. Yeah, Paige and I will act like fucking rodeo clowns for Kate (laughs) and the audience where it's just like... Yeah, we're gonna jump in and and put our lives at risk so that it can make it a little a little funnier for you. Yeah, something funny, palatable, however you want to think about it. It is um, it's gonna be tough at points. Yeah. Uh, so let's, without further ado, get into our sources because there are a lot of them. So the uh, Children of God documentary from 1994, and also the Love, Prophet, and the Children of God documentary by TV Ontario. Additionally, we have Children of God Lost and Found, which was an HBO documentary that contains archival footage of Ricky Rodriguez, which we will talk about kind of towards the end of this episode. We also have the book Not Without My Sister uh, by Juliana uh, Burring and Celeste Jones and Christina Jones. And we have the Family.org Publications Database from the Wayback Machine for Mo Letters. If you thought we were done with Mo Letters... We are not. The worst possible Mo letter comes in today. There are, there are Mo. <laughs> there are Mo. Mo letters, Mo problems, as you know. Hell yeah. <laughs> I don't know why I'm excited about it. I know what happens. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, Armando knows what happens. And that's why he knows it's bad. Uh, we also have an article from People Magazine, ex-member of Free Love Cult Details Child Sex Abuse and <laughs> Incest. Uh, we have an article from The Guardian, Life After a Sex Cult. If I'm not a member of this religion, then who am I? We have an article from LA Weekly looking back at the life of River Phoenix. We have Timeline.com's uh, article on the Children of God. We have a BBC article called The Siblings Who Escaped the Children of God Cult. And we have a Rolling Stone article, The Life and Death of the Children of God Messiah. That article we will pull from extensively, especially in the episode after this one 
It is completely about Ricky Rodriguez, who we'll talk about a little bit later in this episode. It is very sad. Uh, it is very hard to get through. Uh, but I, I have found that that's probably the most complete account of what happened, at least from the year 2000 onward. Um, then we have a San Francisco gate.com or sfgate.com. It's the like San Francisco newspaper. I want to say it used to be called the Chronicle. I might be wrong, but sfgate.com, uh, the daughter of the families and they do go by the family at certain points founder renounces his religion and that is where we will start all right so when we left off last week the children of god had finally started getting some legal attention for a lot of their illegal sex work and some of their doctrines were about to split the group and to fully explain what was going on we actually have to backtrack a little bit to the early 70s so as everything in the last episode was going on in the early 70s, David Berg and his wife, Mama Maria, now and she is his second wife. I did find out something kind of interesting because a lot of the cult documentation and the documentary by TV Ontario refers to her name as Maria from the jump. But and then they talk about her changing her name to Karen Zerby later. Karen Zerby was her name the whole time. Maria was like her cult name, if that makes sense. So we I knew Karen was behind it all. I know. You knew it had to be a Karen. Uh, so once she kind of officially changes her name, we will start referring to her as Karen. At this point, she's still going by Maria. So they fled the country. This is when the people who were still in Texas had the concert to try and like, no, we're not a cult. Like, you've got to believe us. <laughs> the uh, Live Aid concert. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. Please believe we're not cults. So they escape to the UK and then later to Tenerife. And they start sending the Mo letters. And flirty fishing was first, but what soon followed was a set of Mo letters that really split the group. Because what most people didn't know is that David Berg had been testing out some of his more radical philosophies on his own family before introducing it to the group at large. Not only had he now taken multiple wives and was freely sharing them with other people, uh, and he had started to encourage relationships between them and between everyone they encounter for flirty fishing, but he had also started to encourage sexual relationships within his family. And according to some writings later, we find out that he had been doing this for long before they ever started the group. So in his oldest daughter, Deborah's later writings, she has said that he consistently attempted to essentially establish a sexual relationship with her and she actively refused. However, her youngest sister, Faith, who was his favorite, um, was kind of too young to really kind of avoid him. And, and it sounds, it's not her fault regardless. So I like, you know, it's not up to her to try to avoid an adult who's trying to abuse her, but that's part of why her older sister suspects that the abuse was a lot worse for her younger sister. Um, he was her favorite and she was very, very young when they established a, a systematic, Abuse. <laughs> yeah, a pattern of sexual abuse is what I would call it. Um, and he talks about it in as if it is consensual, which of course it is not. Um, and talks about it from her mid to late teens. But we find out from her older sister that it is very likely that it started under the age of 10. And it was very much in the same way that his own abuse took place as a child. If you remember from episode one when his nanny was abusing him. It's very much the same types of abuse. Mm. Yeah. And if you'll remember from episode two, she was the one who establishes flirty fishing by calling him to report her sexual partners to him because that was part of the abuse. Is that not only were they, it was he abusing her sexually, she was also required to divulge all of her sexual goings on to him so it's a real toxic environment <laughs> toxic hashtag toxic babe <laughs> hashtag oh, god 
the worst. Uh, oh my god! Now believing that he was a what prophet, is, I'm just happy we found the opposite of hashtag relationship goals. <laughs> just yeah. hashtag toxic AF. Um. Oh my god. Anyway, so believing that he was himself a prophet had given him kind of free reign and he was testing the limits with flirty fishing and because it doesn't cause too much of a stir like some people leave but overall people are kind of like i mean i didn't think that's what god wanted but i'm not a prophet so he tests the waters with it people seem to be on board and then he introduces something else with that law of love mo letter now if you remember from last time we did reference the law of love mo letter that's a really long one that has a lot of illustrations and it basically lays out sex tips, cleanliness tips, all kinds of stuff. And it introduces the concept of what he calls sexual sharing. Now, he put forth an argument that sex should, uh, I hate, this is him, his version of it this is yeah. not me this is what he is talking about if you're listening to this podcast nobody clip this out of out of do not out of contest, it. Text. We don't see any headlines nobody nope. take this and send me a clip of it on twitter at mondo does stuff don't do it don't do it uh david berg argued that sex should occur naturally in children and then children should be both encouraged to explore each other sexually but also to take part in sexual encounters with adults. And in his mind, there was no such thing as pedophilia, but rather this was just children exploring and growing in a healthy way. Okay. Hey, hey guys. Palette cleanser. Are we ready? No, 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 no. I just, I just really quick wanted to say, actually don't do the thing that I said earlier. Uh, it's, uh, you know how before I made it sound like a bit, like, please do this. Don't do it. Both of our Twitter accounts will be suspended. Yours and mine. When you send it to me, yours will be gone. Yeah. Don't, don't do it. God. So. This came along with a laundry list of other encouraged sexual behaviors, not the least of which being wife swapping, sex within families, and lesbianism were all encouraged and encouraged to be done in view of others, both in group sex and in just out in the open forums. Like, it, there's a level of voyeurism going on here, which is very strange, where, like, there's a lot of, like, people having sex in crowded rooms or people just having sex in front of other people in an instructory way. And it's the, uh, anyway, um, why do you have however, to, I don't like the instructory thing one, because it's gross, but two, you're incorporating learning into sex, which is not and anything. This, <laughs> <laughs> and Rondo's never wanted to learn a thing about. No, never. never the only thing, the what, only I'm trying thing, to get extra credit. What? No. The only thing I'm trying to learn when I have sex is what my partner likes, you know, but I feel like these fucking nerds are like, yeah, so you got to get like the perfect 60 degree angle on it. Oh, <laughs> teacher uh, i now, brought an apple for your pussy ew, i'm sorry no i'm no, sorry no 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 uh now <laughs> we do not consent to that joke correct and i retract it and it's gone okay. see there <laughs> you go you, thank you uh most notably you may have noticed that homosexuality was not on that list because it was not tolerated well it'd be, it was, uh, lesbians yep. though what they made it, it now here's the thing i assume it's because david berg didn't want to watch oh <laughs> uh, this what is a fucking first of all what a loser okay. i know i can't verify what this a but like, i think that's loser. what this is but what yeah. a total loser i just yeah i it's crazy to be like no homosexuals except for the kind I like. Yeah, yeah, yeah what absolutely. A fucking, what a fucking oh, loser. God. Yeah, uh, he also started preaching a doctrine that women were not allowed to say no to sex; that sex was their calling from God, so they should always say yes to it. Yeah, um, families were broken up, which is cult one hundred and one children's passports were taken and they were transported all over the world often without their parents knowing where they were at any given time what yes so in a lot of these cases where children are being abused by adults it's adults they don't know it's adults that are not their family and they are living in other places in other cases where they kept families together families are having 
abusive relations within the family. Yeah. Okay. Palate cleanser? Sure. I'll give you... Hey, hey, what's up, everybody? I'll go first. I'll give you a palate cleanser. Uh, it so took us 17 minutes. <laughs> so today at work, uh, I had to film a video where we played uh, the Sopranos video game. <laughs> Um, and we all dressed up as, uh, people that would fit into the Sopranos universe. Is that why you were in a suit? That is why I was in a suit today. <laughs> Wait, how okay. did you know I was in a suit today? Cause somebody posted about it and they, they said that you and Charlotte looked really like great in suits, but that oh. everyone else looked terrible. Yeah, no, no, no. That was for a different thing. I just like wearing a suit. And I found I've, <laughs> I've found that every video I filmed this week has had me wearing a suit. But one of the things that I did in order to try to... Here, let's see if I can do this correctly. Every... Uh, there we go. Yeah, every... Uh, one of the things that I tried to do... And here, I'm going to reveal it to you here. Okay. Uh, I opened up the suit a little bit and uh, wanted to show off some chest hair, but my chest hair isn't <laughs> no, super dark. No, no Armando, so, this, this is not a palate cleanser. Oh my, this is not helping. <laughs> so I drew he it is, on in sharp with sharp. <laughs> he is drawn on chest hair, but it's not. But it's not like, like it's not like it's not to scale. No. It's not life size chest hair. It looks like large swirly curly cues. Yeah, all over I, his. And the I worst part is it. It didn't. It didn't even register. Me. Okay, hold on. I'll get closer. Yeah, I, I just. <laughs> it's, uh, hold on. it's very large swirls of hair. Uh, all right, let's see. Yeah. Can you see it? Wait. Oh, hold on. I have to actually look at your. <laughs> wow. <laughs> the problem is <clears throat> the problem is is that because i drew them while i had a shirt on and i didn't want to get it on my shirt they ended up forming in this weird way that just made it look like i drew a bunch of wrinkles so it looks like i drew a ball sack <laughs> on my chest i'll try to take a picture before i wash it off but it uh this is this this is the second time this year that i've drawn something on my chest with permanent marker that just is not what i want to have on my chest <laughs> I was going to go swimming on Saturday and now I just have it on my chest. <laughs> oh man. So okay. I hope I hope that helps. That yeah. that has helped me a little bit. Thank you. You know what didn't help me though is that I said I got to take off my shirt for a second and Katie goes, "Not a palate cleanser." <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm oh, more traumatized. No. It, uh, <laughs> that is just so fun. I just love how like how large they were yes <laughs> large yeah, very large swirls every every singular chest hair is about the size of one of my giant fingers yes and one of my fingers is about the size of a rather large blunt so <laughs> yeah it was very oh that's yeah i hope it stains your skin uh, <laughs> If that tattooed, I would love that. Hell yeah. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah. My cousins get their fucking eyebrows tattooed. I get my Literally. chest hair tattooed. On. <laughs> Honestly, the swirls are so big, it looks like a tribal armband, but just down your stern. <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh. Wow. Do you want to know what my mob name was? What? What? It was Armand. Oh! <laughs> This is totally unrelated, but I have Italian cousins and not like American Italian, like Italian like Italian. Real Italians, yeah. yeah. Real Italian. I have a cousin named Tommaso. And when he comes to visit from Italy, like last time I saw him, he literally was um swimming in a pool with a lit cigarette in his hand. Hell like yeah. he was like frog style <laughs> swimming with it in his hand. And I was like, that's right. My favorite, favorite, favorite part of the Sopranos, uh, at least the earlier seasons, is when they meet Furio the cousin from Italy, the guy from Italy, and they bring him here to work in a kitchen. And they, there's just a shot of him making mozzarella with his hands while smoking a cigarette and getting ash in all of it. Yeah. Amazing. Uh, clearly you've met my, my extended family. Great. <laughs> I love it. It's so funny. I just love uh, the refusal to not give yourself lung cancer. It's so amazing. <laughs> It's not, it's a cultural, it's a cultural identity and the like, yeah. just, yeah, the amount of activities they can do with it still lit and yep. maintain it's, it. 
my mom, uh, when I was a, a baby baby, would have to like strategically sit places at family gatherings away from people because my great aunts and uncles would just like lean over the baby carrier and with a bl- cigarette. Yeah. <laughs> like, she's beautiful. <laughs> like, I don't know what you're worried about, sweetheart. It'll put hair on her chest. <sighs> yeah. Big squiggly, sharpie colored hair. I oh. love it. Well, <laughs> all right. Are helpful. we ready? <laughs> yeah. Okay. So children as young as toddlers were exposed to sexual abuse from their caretakers because, again, they've been taken from their parents. And as children got older, they were encouraged to have sex with each other while other members watched and also encouraged to consistently share themselves, air quotes, oh, no. submit to abuse with older members of the group because the older members were more experienced. But this actually serves another purpose for the group as well. Blackmail. See, as adults <gasps> joined the group, they were encouraged to take part in the sexual sharing. In fact, they were assigned people to share with. And they're adults with a full understanding of what's going on, but also pressured and manipulated. But there is a, a I this sounds terrible, but a spectrum of blame, I guess, when it comes to victim victimization within cults you know like obviously these children are all victims none of them have any control over what's happening they are being abused they cannot get away and in many cases this is all they've ever known because they have grown up in it we cannot blame them for anything the adults that come in from the regular ass world where they know this is wrong and still do it yes maybe they are manipulated but at a certain point it's like Hey, everybody knows not to have sex with children. Yeah. Yeah. Like, this is, I don't know why you're confused. Um, But essentially, they would bring people in, assign them children to, quote, air quotes, share with, abuse. And then if they ever threatened to leave, they'd be like, well, you did have sex with that 10 year old. Oh, my God. It's the worst version of the Big Brother program, and no, I hate it. No, no, no. Don't, oh. Why'd you have to say a family-related program? <laughs> yeah. Well, to be fair, so is this. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. I quit. Yeah. I quit the oh, show. Oh, um, but multiple people who were in this group and then left after cited this as a reason that they waited to leave because they were like, I was terrified that this would get out. And I was like, maybe you shouldn't have joined to begin with. But yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. Now, not every parent or family was down for this because some of them were like, I'm sorry. Did you say that people were going to sexually abuse our children? I don't fucking think so. And so there is like a mass exodus. Some of them fucking ran for the hills away from this group and like applause for them. Like good for them. It's super hard to get out of cults, especially as a family. And the fact that they put their foot down and were like, no one's going to abuse my kids. We're getting out is great. Um, So one of those people notably was Rose McGowan's father. So, Rose McGowan has talked pretty publicly about her time in the group, and she was about nine years old at this time. And by her account, she says that she was not sexually abused. She was abused by the cult in other ways. You know, she was manipulated. There was some physical abuse going on. Uh, But she says that she was never sexually abused and that she claims that her father specifically prevented it from happening and threatened people who tried and then pulled the entire family out of the group that same year. So, like, there are parents who are like, enough is enough, we're out. So, there are people who get out. Others are not so lucky. So, since the group has largely dissolved, there have been stories of young girls and boys being kept in solitary confinement for refusing to take part in sexual abuse. Uh, A lot of people, now that they are adults, have spoken out. Um, And one of the members, who is now an adult, said, at the time, I didn't think of it as abuse. Uh, His name is Peter Frauman. Uh, He left in 1987. But he says, I didn't think of it as as abuse. I had no concept that normal people didn't do this sort of thing. I thought it was perfectly normal for parents to have sex with their children and children to have sex with each other and adults. When I was 11, I had sex with a 28-year-old woman 
and it was with the approval of everyone in the room, I found out later that my mom was watching. No, 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 no. Yeah. Do we need a palate cleanser or do we want to move forward? Just keep going. Oh, yeah. It's because the last time we did it too soon. Yeah, we, <laughs> we hit the palate cleanser yeah. and we were like, okay, 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 it's not that yeah. bad. And then you fucking just hit us again. Yeah. Like, by the wow. way, it was toddlers. Uh, ah! uh, yeah. Uh, so another person who was not so lucky was uh, the late actor River Phoenix. He and his family were in the group at the time. His younger brother Joaquin is considerably younger and has not spoken much about the group publicly. It's possible that by the time he was old enough to remember the abuse, it had largely stopped because it does stop. It doesn't go on forever. Um, or he's just not comfortable talking about it. Not sure. River, on the other hand, did talk about it before his death. Mm -hmm. He said in an interview that he was sexually abused from the age of four to the age of 10. And it shaped his relationships as he grew older until he tragically died by an overdose outside the Viper Room in Los Angeles. And he's not the only one because dozens of former children of God children from this time period who are now adults have died by suicide or by overdose since the group's disillusion. Oh, my God. And think what I I know this is not a great silver lining, but the way that you phrased that at first with like and he's not alone. I was like, damn, how many fucking people die at the Viper room, at the Viper room. before <laughs> we have to fucking shut this place down? Shut down the Viper room. Uh, I'm probably more uh, than you think. Um, I'm sure he was uh, not. There. Apparently fucking Rick James went there the night he fucking died, according to yeah. this guy that <laughs> according to the bartender at the Viper room when I went there. <laughs> Yeah, I oh, he man. I know for for certain River Phoenix is not the only one, but not specific to Children of God. Um yeah. so now there are a lot of support groups and other options. So if you are someone who has gotten out of Children of God, there are a lot of options for help. Please reach out uh to those options. Um and they're very easy to find online as well. They've made themselves very available which is great uh tons of facebook groups if you just search like ex children of god or ex family international there's a million of them um but trauma doesn't just like go away it's something that you have to kind of process throughout your life and this is where we need to talk about the boy who at one point was known as davidito i am going to call him ricky because that is his name and he does not like the name Davidito or did not like the name Davidito. So you'll remember from the last episode that I mentioned Davidito and we had to put a pin in it and come back to it. If you'll remember, Ricky is the result of Maria Berg, aka Karen Zerby, uh, and her flirty fishing on the island of Tenerife. Now, they arrived in Tenerife right around the time flirty fishing was starting, and they started with the wait staff at their resort. There were 18 members on that wait on that wait staff, and reportedly between Karen and the others, this resulted in 137 sexual encounters over a matter of months, and I mean like two to three months. Oh my god! Between her and them alone. Yeah, well, her She's and logging like, it. Wow, they're they logging have it. There's to. a couple other. Yeah, there's a couple true. other that's women true. with them. Um, but the, throughout their entire time at Tenerife, they max out at about 20 women. And some of those are the wait staff. So under 20 people have that many sexual encounters within two to three months. It's a lot. A lot of data points to. Yeah, it's a lot of data. And they can't a lot of data entry. <laughs> meticulous track of it. And that's probably the only reason why we know who Ricky's father is. Yeah. Is because they kept such meticulous track. Wow. Yeah, I'd say yeah. those are fucking rookie numbers. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. You don't like that body count? <laughs> uh, 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 yeah. Yeah. Uh, now, one of these staff members, a man named Carlos Rodriguez, engaged in intercourse with Karen multiple times in the year 1975, between 1974 and 1975. He's believed to be Ricky's father. Ricky's birth name is Richard Rodriguez. So they do give him his name. However, almost immediately after he's born, they take off and they take Ricky with them as they go country to country to country. And they constantly change his name 
and his legal documents. He's never formally adopted by David Berg, but David Berg just tells everyone it's his kid. Despite him being in his 70s, basically at the time, and looking nothing like him. I got, <laughs> and a, so, I got a question. Sure. This might be kind of a weird question. Okay. I know that technically, generally speaking, dudes can have babies pretty much up until the moment that they fucking die. Like the last thing you could, I mean, and again, it's not to say every dude. I'm just generally speaking, it is a possibility. It is, although those functions slow and become considerably less effective the older you get. Yeah. So that, that yeah, 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 yeah. But my question is, the older you get, do the sperm get weirder? Yes. Yes. Oh, hell yeah. I mean, yeah, I don't know. I just, that was my question. I don't know. Like, maybe, like, I don't know. Maybe I have a, maybe I'm saying I'm, saying I'm 25 right now. All right. Two years from now, I have a baby. Maybe that baby's no, like, because that baby's probably normal. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm 27. Maybe that fucking baby grows up to be a fucking yeah. rapper or something. Right. Uh, conversely, I fucking have a baby when I'm like 89, which I'm not going to fucking live to. But say, say, say that I do. Say that I have a, yeah, a baby when I'm 89. That baby's probably going to grow up to be like a stamp collector age two, right? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Like the, the cum that stays in my body is the weirder cum. The one that's like, the other cum's like, hey guys, we're going to go out. And they're like, no, 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 I'll just stay in tonight. Uh. Yeah. It's the uh, incel edge lord. Yeah. Yeah. Emphasis yeah. on edging. Edge, it's an edging yeah, yeah, lord. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. His blood is Mountain Dew code red. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Mm -hmm. That was my only question. Yeah. I just yeah, if sure. you if you think the cum that come last if you think, if you think it's weird the magna cum lasty yeah, yeah. Oh, I think it's gosh. weird I think it's weird oh, oh my gosh okay Ooh. anyway so they literally take him around the world without formal adoption papers and because Karen is his biological mother it doesn't matter she could kind of take him wherever but David saw this as the perfect opportunity to prove that his methods of raising children worked. <laughs> So from the beginning, he encouraged all of Ricky's caretakers to abuse him sexually, including his mother. Uh, it's going to get worse before it gets better. Just a heads up. Oh, man. So, Katie, you're not familiar with this story at all, are you? I No, I, I, I know the gray. Uh, ver yes, I, I'm a but yes, yeah it just it's just all terrible okay yeah, yeah. it's mm -hmm. just it's, for me this is like watching a reaction video like like <laughs> yeah. we sent you the worst ever youtube video and you're i'm just watching your real my, time reaction my eyes are just like bug-eyed yeah. and i'm just like i don't i keep thinking shook. just like you keep thinking like it can't get worse i keep thinking yeah. katie's eyes can't get whiter <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. okay. now initially his mom was too busy to devote any time to him, really. She was basically running the cult because David Berg was going senile. And so she kind of pulled strings behind the scenes for a long time. Uh, so she gave the task of raising Ricky to two different women uh, who were elite flirty fishers. They were basically like the top flirty fishers. One was a woman named Sarah Kelly and the other was a woman named Angela Smith, also known as Susan Joy Cowton. And they were tasked with bathing and dressing Ricky specifically, but also with abusing him. Um, Angela was kind of a thin blonde woman who had joined in the early, early 70s. So she was like an OG children of God. And she had joined at 18. And she would actually be in the group for 30 years as Karen Zerby's personal secretary. Now... The alternate girl, Sarah. Sarah was, she joined a little bit later and she was like an expert flirty fisher, but she was, most people described her as fanatical, where she at one point eager, she at one point offered one of her daughters to David Berg for sex. The girl was seven years old at the time. So people didn't super like her because they were just like, that's abuse and madness. And so a lot of people that left cited really hating her at the time. But these are the two people that are raising Ricky. Now, unfortunately, in addition to abusing Ricky, 
they photographed it and published it and distributed this child sexual abuse material in a collection of Mo letters known as the story of Davidito or also alternately known as the Davidito book. And it was published and sold in stores in Spain at one point. Yeah, there are a lot of quotes and excerpts available from it online. I will not read them here because it's honestly too much and it's pretty uh, fucking gross. Yeah. It's Yep, yep, yep. Mm-mm. Take a and just just FYI, just take some fucking context clues of how bad the stuff is that we have said versus Do not do not Google it. Yeah. The stu- do not go looking for it. You- I will warn you, the Rolling Stone article has pages of it. And and they are what I would call probably the tamest pages of it, and they are still extremely extremely upsetting. So trigger warning for that article. But also, do not go looking for this. It is not something you need in your brain. It is not good. In fact, there's a lot of places that will offer descriptions of what is in it. And even that really upset me too much to include, basically. So, yeah. Do we want a palate cleanser now? Or do you want to wait a bit? Does it get worse? Yes. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Oh, Katie. It gets gets. It gets incrementally worse every single minute that you're in it. But I, I mean, like this is um, we're climbing Mount Kilimanjaro of trauma and terrible. And you just kind of need to take a pit stop every. Are we at the snack lodge yeah. on the journey? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You need some Let's... emotional pretzels filled with some emotional peanut butter to get over this. This mm-hmm. this was soul and spe- okay we just need to talk about first of all europe must be stopped as a continent <laughs> i keep fucking saying it <laughs> it's europe not europe's fault stopped. it was one bookstore no 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 publisher fuck like, all of europe <laughs> fuck them um oh my god like i can't i mean part of me is like it's so horrific and then part of me is like i i i literally can't believe it you know what i mean like yeah. i it's like so unreal and like i do want to say i just want to take a moment I do want to say thank you to the law enforcement officials that are tasked with com- these types of crimes. Yeah. I will say, I think that anyone who like has to watch this stuff for a living or like track this or whatever, like I, I literally cannot imagine. Yeah. And like, Jesus Christ. Oh, okay. Let me tell you a story that Let's is related, it. but it's a funny, but odd story. Okay, cool. It's a fun, it's a fun ramp or romp. Okay. Okay. So in high in, in college somehow a mary Kay lady which mary Kay is like yeah of course makeup, kind of mlme whatever yeah i don't know how i was like 21 this lady got my number maybe i met her at a party i don't know and she was like you should sell mary Kay," and like literally she had a t- southern accent and for some reason she was like constantly calling me and I was like, I'm not good at saying no. I like didn't have boundaries, whatever. And she was like, let's meet for coffee. Let's talk about what Mary Kay can do for you. And I was like, okay. And like, again, I'm in college and she comes in and she's like trying to pitch me on selling Mary Kay. And she's like, and I do so well and blah, blah, blah. And I, um, and she's like, I don't know if you saw my SUV out there. I, she's like, I'm a SUV level Mary Kay salesman. And I was like, yeah, I just made this selling lipstick. And like, she was like real wild. And she was telling me how she got into Mary Kay. And she was like, well, unfortunately I was nine months pregnant with my second child with my husband and he was a firefighter. And then unfortunately due to devastating circumstances, I soon found myself single and she kept saying, (laughs) wait, wait. Okay. I have questions. (laughs) And she kept, I'll just never forget the phrase. Um, and because of these devastating circumstances, um, blah, blah, blah. And she kept saying devastating circumstances and, at nine months pregnant with her second child with this man, he was arrested for child porn. Oh, oh my goodness. See, okay, I thought for sure, because you were like, he was a firefighter. I was like, oh my God, so he died in a fire? And I was like, that can't be what it is. She would have just said that. Yeah, I don't know what it was about the story that made me think it was going to be like, <laughs> what's that movie where the twist is he dies in 9-11? Uh, that's Remember Me, yeah. Armando. We did it for Romancing the Pod, and it is nuts. Yeah, it's a terrible yeah, it's a terrible fucking movie, but that's Robert what- Pattinson dies in 9/11. Yeah. That's what I thought this was going to be where you told me that and I was like, "Well, no wonder she sells so much fucking lipstick." <laughs> <laughs> 
No, devastating circumstances. Devastating. Um, that I mean, and, that would be devastating. Yeah. It would be horrifying to find out that a the person that you love and are married to, b the person that you have children with in a home, is in possession of child sexual abuse materials. That's horrifying. And you're nine months pregnant. And you're nine months pregnant. And she was like, and I was a stay-at-home mom all this time. And then I like Mary Casey. So she was like, Mary Casey saved my life and like whatever. Um, and like literally, what do you say? I literally was like, I'm so sorry that happened. And like again, I'm like 20. I'm in college and we're like in a Starbucks. We're in a coffee bean <laughs> and tea leaf. And she's telling me this story. And it's so sad. And I'm like, I'm so sorry to hear about that. And she was like, Well, you know, I have a great opportunity. And like she would call me so much. Like it was just like I was in a I somehow found myself in a weird dynamic with this stranger, Mary Kay salesman person. And I finally um, like I was so bad at like saying no that I told her I had joined the Peace Corps and was leaving in three months. <laughs> oh my God. Due to devastating circumstances, <laughs> I found Due myself. Due to circumstances? Due to devastating circumstances. <laughs> devastating circumstances. I found myself in the Peace Corps. Bye. <laughs> oh my God. And that's my fun story related to terrible things. <laughs> I mean, on, on a happier note, I, I had a lot of friends both in college and, and out of high school that joined the Peace Corps and they all had a great time. I looked it up. I looked it up because I thought about joining the Peace Corps after a really bad breakup. You ever have a bad breakup? A breakup so bad you're like, I want to go make the world better. I'm leaving the country. Yeah, yeah. It's also, it's like, I don't know. That's like an 18-year-old breakup. Like, you break up when you're 18 and you're like, I want to make the world better. You break up when you're like 24 and you're like, the world sucks. It's done. Yeah. It's done. Um, Have you ever had a podcast episode so bad that you contemplated joining the Peace Corps? Yeah. (laughs) Yes, I have. It's this one. It's this one. Yeah, I looked it up and it was just like the requirements for joining the Peace Corps. And I was just like, "Ah, no, I'm good. They don't want me. I'd have a better chance of joining the actual Corps than joining the fucking Peace Corps. (laughs) And I'd get a fucking Camaro out of it, which is something you can only get out of joining the military or joining Mary Kay. A pink Selling lipstick. <laughs> Selling lipstick. I crashed my Camaro due to devastating circumstances. <laughs> due to devastating circumstances. I feel like devastating circumstances is now this episode title. Yeah, this is rough part two. Yes. It's also I'll just put, this is rough in the you know notes or whatever. You have you have you have Katie. You have given us a gift in that <laughs> all anyone forever. For the rest of their lives, if you are listening to this and you need to get out of something, just text somebody and just, due to devastating circumstances, I will not be able to attend your birthday party. Honestly, this is immediately joining the ranks of like, Armando and I have a lot of inside jokes that we just say to each other and it just makes each other laugh. And this is probably now one of them, along with, uh, I've been thinking of starting a podcast. (laughs) (laughs) oh we were watching an episode of 16 and pregnant and one of the b stories of that episode was uh, one of the moms was thinking of starting a podcast starting a podcast and so every fucking scene with her opened with her talking to another person important in her life and going so i'm thinking about starting a podcast yeah (laughs) and then she finally gets to her dad who it what he says is not funny as much as just the the like cadence of how he said it where he was just I would love to start a podcast <laughs> for education. And so it became our new favorite thing, especially because yeah. we were like transferring podcast files at my house because Armando didn't have Wi-Fi at the time, yeah. eating enchilada casserole yeah. as a 33-year-old and a 25-year-old being like, don't start that podcast. Yeah, fuck off. <laughs> like, what are you going to say? Don't do it. Fuck you. Don't, don't do it. Uh, that and... Uh, you know Gordon Ramsay. <laughs> oh, yeah. you mean Jumpinese? Jumpinay Ramsay's dad? Yeah. I oh think my god. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Somebody asked uh, us what uh, they came up to us in a in a in a parking lot because they knew we ran a true crime podcast and went, uh, "Do you guys know about the story of Jumpinay Ramsay?" And I said, "Oh, you mean Gordon Ramsay's daughter? I'm pretty sure he ate her." Yeah, I'm, I'm sure he cooked her. Is what yeah. he said. <laughs> pretty sure he cooked her. Pretty sure I want to shout out the comedian Ramsey Badawi who has a oh joke my God, about yes. ordering at Starbucks. And when they say Rams, like he says Ramsey, and he says Ramsey like John Benet Ramsey <laughs> 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 for his name on the cup. Oh, Ram- Ramsey Badawi is one of my favorite people on earth. He's so fucking funny. Uh, he has a oh, joke man. right now uh, about 
like that news story that came out where that woman paid five thousand dollars to hire a hitman yeah. <laughs> yeah and his joke is like if my wife pays you five thousand dollars to to kill me i'll pay you five thousand dollars not to not to <laughs> it's like double or nothing <laughs> oh ramsey's hysterical um all right are we ready to finish up just this last little bit yeah i also yes. have a story i have the next palate cleanser locked and loaded and it also has to do with hitmen so do you want to hold on to it for the next episode no i want to get it out on this one because i don't think it'll be as relevant okay then i'll let me finish yeah yeah yeah, finish yeah 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 of course okay. that's why now everyone you have to stay tuned yeah there you go there's no skipping uh, <laughs> so the story of Davidito is super upsetting and much later, and we'll talk about it in the next episode, David Berg does have some of it redacted to remove Ricky's face and replace it with a smiley face. It does not help. Not better. It is much too uh, little too late. Uh, it's not uh, better. Not better at all. It's not better. It's so much worse. Oh my <laughs> it, God. Like, I mean, not worse. It's equally as yeah, bad. Yeah, it's still terrible, but now I'm just like, oh, wow, this new fucking episode of The Watchmen sucks. Oh, God, yeah. no. <laughs> yeah, no. yeah, yeah. Um, now, Ricky was actually raised with a handful of other children, and we'll talk about some of them a little bit more in the next episode. And they were consistently encouraged to engage in sexual encounters with each other. And then every afternoon, he was abused by multiple older women by the direction of his parents. Yeah. And the New York Times actually interviewed some representatives from the Family International in 2005, specifically about Ricky after the events of what happens in episode four. Uh, but suffice it to say, something big happens with Ricky and then they interview the Family International. And their response to the allegations that we have put forth in this episode was, quote, he was never taken advantage of. Rather, he was allowed to explore his sexuality freely. He was allowed to explore as a young boy what comes naturally. And usually in our society, we do not allow such exploration. Yeah, that was their that was their take in 2005. 2005. Psycho fucking bitches. Yes. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Fucking psychos. Yep. Where where that hitman story? <laughs> yeah, come through. All right, yo, what's good? So this is a story that I covered for Funhouse, but it is uh, always applicable and always a fucking fun story. In Northern California, there was a peacock named Mister Peacock that a family in a neighborhood adopted because it seemed to have lost its way. And if you grow, if you have either a grown up or in or lived in Los Angeles long enough, you know that certain neighborhoods in Los Angeles are just infested with peacocks. It just is a thing yeah, they're that everywhere. exists. Yeah, you'll be driving they down rule the street. Pasadena. Of course. Yeah, yeah, you'll just be driving down the street and you're just like, oh, fuck, hold on, I got to stop because there's a fucking majestic bitch in my way. <laughs> I will never forget driving with my family through Pasadena one time and they had like not been in that neighborhood yet and we saw three full peacocks, full train, whole nine and they were full like, drag. what is happening? Yeah. <laughs> Oh my and I was just God. like, they stay snatched. Yeah, the, snatched for the gods. The yeah. first two times you see a peacock in the wild, you're like, oh my God, it's so beautiful. And then the third time you're like, I'll fucking kill you. Move. Yeah, because they're mean and loud and slow. Yeah, they're fucking. They're, they're bastards, yeah. all of them. So uh, this family adopted a peacock, called it Mr. Peacock, and it was living happily in their home. And then one day it died. And normally that wouldn't be very big news, except for it was shot and killed. And to make matters worse, one of the other neighbors found a Craigslist ad where somebody had hired a hitman to kill Mr. Peacock. And they were what? they were willing to pay an undisclosed price to kill the bird. <laughs> what? That's someone who lives next door. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Because if you've ever lived near peacocks, yes. they are so loud. They're as bad yes. as roosters, yeah. but they're wild. So like like the city of Pasadena has a noise ordinance where you can't own roosters. It's like a thing because they're loud. But there's just wild peacocks. And at like five in the fucking morning, you'll just like, ah! Yeah. Ah! They're just big blue fucking roosters. That's all they are. All right? Yeah. That's it. I've heard people... um 
like in India, people do like to have them like on their states or whatever. I, I've mm. heard this is like allegedly, but that they um, they get their voice boxes removed. <gasps> oh, jeez. Oh, I mean, that sounds a lot like animal abuse, but also having heard peacocks, you kind of get yeah, it. Yeah, it's hard <laughs> to be it. on the peacock side. This so uh, immediately this this whole neighborhood was like. Somebody put out a hit to kill Mr. Peacock, and then everyone in the neighborhood went, Oh, yeah, it was definitely Craig. It was 100%. It's his list. Yeah. Craigslist.org. Yes. It's 100% the mean old man that has sent us several letters asking us if we could not own a peacock. Uh, the problem is, is that the town that this took place in in Northern California also has a law against owning peacocks. So uh, mm. when they went to the police and was like, we know who put out the hit, the police were like, well, I mean, I could hit him with like a ticket for hunting at a season. Yeah, I, I was going to say hunting at a season yeah. is pretty much all you got. There's really, I mean, you can't own a peacock and I, I, I don't know what to tell you. So it was just like, oh my God, I, there's just this thing in me that I love. Um, I love uncomfortableness. Like I thrive on it. I, <laughs> it, there is nothing more satisfying than watching like a curb your enthusiasm style, uncomfortable situation, but in real life where, you know, people have to just be in it. And so the idea of a man hiring somebody off the internet to kill your pet and then having to live next to that man just gives me so much joy. That's so funny. I, I, mean, I would like to know who responded to the ad. Who was looking? Yeah. Who was like, I need some skills. extra money. Was it a, was it a task rabbit? Was it a like <laughs> task rabbit? I mean, uh, I found a guy on Fiverr to kill this peak. There's a, there's like, a, I'm a professional. There's hitman. a fucking 80% chance it's an out of work actor. I mean, that's who's really taking jobs on Craigslist. <laughs> oh my God. Oh. I can just, wow. I'm just picturing them being like, what's my motivation to shut up this peacock? Okay. <laughs> yes. Can you give me some backstory? Like, where's this character bet? <laughs> oh, my God. God. Oh, man. I mean, to be honest, Mr. Peacock probably would have been safer in the wild because, like, the same neighborhoods that have a severe peacock problem here also have a pretty bad coyote problem. Yeah. And those peacocks... Mm -hmm do not get eaten by coyotes like that's how vicious they are yeah that's true they're yeah. too they're too much yeah, drama birds too fucking drama. suck okay <laughs> i'm throwing down the fucking gauntlet birds fucking suck i hate all they're birds. not even real no they're not even real in arizona i think i've told this story before and i'll do it very quickly in arizona there is a place where you can go where you can uh feed and pet an ostrich and it's a, like you pay money and they give you food and then you go to the ostrich and 100% of the time it will bite you or scratch the shit out of you. It will always, always end in you getting injured through an ostrich. And then after you get injured, they walk you through the exit and you have to leave through a gift shop. And the gift shop is just all dead ostriches. And it's such a genius marketing scheme to force you to get injured and then go, you want to fucking eat it? Oh I mean, I have eaten ostrich and I find it delicious, but yeah. 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 Wait, isn't there? Okay. Wait, there's a Johnny Cash story about this. <laughs> Probably. Okay, is there? Yes. Okay. I might again, maybe. I'll oh like, no, yeah. I just found this out. He went to Folsom we Prison and he fucking, he no. fucking got beat up by an ostrich. <laughs> His cellmate was an ostrich and he sharpened a toothbrush and did what he needed to do. No, he lived in Ojai and he had ostriches on his property. And whatever in the morning he would go, whatever. And he got attacked and like gored, like it pecked his stomach. And he like had to drag himself back to his house with a bloody stomach from the ostrich attack. Yeah. Oh, I am they're not vicious birds. It was a, yeah, it was like a, it was a thing. So there's a, a guy on TikTok that just tells animal facts and I, I love it. Oh, I love that kid too. Yeah. And he hates ostriches. It's, it's like his biggest thing. I literally am Googling. Yes, he once had a fight off with an ostrich. And yeah, it was a whole wow, crazy. Anyway, um, yeah. For sure. Yeah, I'm sorry. I don't know if I just caused a different. You have to remember, I'm drinking tequila out of a can. All right. <laughs> I'm in my fucking scumbag mode, but I just threw down the gauntlet. Fuck all birds, dude. All birds. All birds. Done. Done. fucking remnants of the dinosaur past 
chocolate. Fucking ostrich is basically a velociraptor, and we have the decency to be like, oh, it's so cute. It puts its head in the sand. Fuck off. Okay, but ostrich feathers are the most glam. And as someone with a DIY decor channel, I, I want to have ostrich feather representation reflected and respected that's fine i didn't um, say you can't fucking <laughs> kill the ostrich use its skin <laughs> that's true actually most importantly yeah, yeah use this feathers. is again i want to be clear i mean not everyone's <laughs> gonna have as as visceral a reaction to birds but when every single year as a child you get forced by the third time you're like <laughs> i don't want to feed the fucking ostrich i no know it's ostriches. gonna hurt me and they're like yeah but it's cute you do it every year <laughs> I'm sorry. As a very tall person, too, you're eye to eye with yeah. them. So it just feels like a fight. Yeah, exactly. But I'm actually five. As a very short person, I'm the prey. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. They could just carry me off. Anyway, so that's where we'll end for this week. Uh, next week is also going to be rough. So we will be palate cleansing next week as well. Uh, so, there you go. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry. Thank you for joining us, Katie. Uh, I can see that you're regretting your decisions. Um, I'm going to go pour alcohol myself alcohol now. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go pour myself some alcohol yeah, because of devastating circumstances. <laughs> Due to devastating circumstances. Yes. Oh, my God. Well, uh, Katie, tell everyone where they can find you. You can subscribe to my YouTube channel, Laugh Cry DIY, where I do renter-friendly DIY decor for cheap whores. Ah. And you can go to my website, katiefrench.com. Katie with a Y. What about them Yay. socials? Uh, it's too complicated. Just go to my website. <laughs> okay. All, all right. Fair enough. It's fair complicated. Enough, fair They're enough. all different. It's like a thing. Or at Laugh Cry DIY on Instagram. You can catch me there. Hell yeah. You can catch me outside. <laughs> How about that? Uh, this is going to come out on Monday the 25th. Hey, if you are in San Francisco going to Outside Lands, come uh, hang out. I'm doing a set there on Sunday uh, at 530, I'm pretty oh, sure. Oh, shit. I'm in town for that shit. Hell yeah. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, I didn't realize it was a festival. I thought I was yeah. just doing a show. And so I'm I'm very excited. But yeah, come hang out. I'm going to go fucking lick Tyler the Creator and I'm going to punch JPEG Mafia. <laughs> So, yeah, it's going to be fun. Come see me before I get kicked out. Uh, I think tickets are sold out. I'm not sure. I don't know. Fucking go ask Outside Lands. They know. They should be doing this, not me. Um, oh, and watch Armando and I on Laugh After Dark on Amazon Prime Video sometime this yeah, some Yeah, at some go. point. You started that sentence, and I was like, oh, fuck, did they release it yet? No. no we I have don't. absolutely no clue when that's coming out, but it will. And I think we're on the same episode, right? I think so. Best yes. episode of the season. That's all I'll say. There you yeah. go. No shade. I just I'm Katie and I are the best comedians who have ever lived. <laughs> um, Thanks. Thanks, guys. Thanks a lot. No, I did uh, I did like all Paige Wesley material. Uh yeah. Go check go check those stuff out. Follow me on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, all that stuff at Mondo Does Stuff. M-A-N-D-O does stuff. Uh, if you're looking for some Halloween uh, fun content, uh, with Funhouse, I put out a three-part RPG series, and the final part is, I believe, it would have come out this past Saturday. So you can go watch that in full. Super fun. Uh, it's a psycho killer sort of... Guess, guess, say. Fa-fa-fa-fa-fa-fa-fa-fa-fa-fa-fa. Paige Wesley came up with the great killer name, Kiki Mama. Uh, right. it's so it's nice. such a fun time. Please go watch it. It's so much fun. I had such a blast doing it. I love you. Goodbye. Follow me on social media at Mondo Does Stuff. M A N D O Does Stuff. Bye. Uh, it's your girl Paige. I'm here all the time. Except I will probably not be on socials a ton this week because I'm going to a memorial service, and then Jake and I are doing a belated birthday anniversary week. Uh, so if you don't see me around, it's because I'm having more fun Hell yeah. than everyone. It's all good. Uh, but if you want some fun Halloween shit, uh, our Halloween Kills episode of Horror Virgin drops the 25th as well. And we may have a special episode dropping on Halloween itself. Uh, so keep your eyes peeled Ooh. for that shit. Uh and if you want to follow me on social media, you can follow me at Paige Wesley on Twitter or at Rampage Wesley on Instagram and TikTok. If you want to send me uh, 
excuses for not doing things because of devastating circumstances, <laughs> you can send those to all of my socials. And I love you so much. Bye. I want to be very clear about that, by the way. You can only use it once per person, okay? You can't over <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't send me a million. Yeah, no, and also I just mean like as an excuse. Like if I, uh, for example, like your mom is like, uh, you got to come home for Thanksgiving. Just be like, <laughs> I'm sorry, Ma. Due to devastating circumstances, I will not be able to attend. <laughs> you can only use it once because after that, they're going to ask questions and you're going to have to explain. Yeah, yeah, that's that's absolutely true. Don't overuse it. Just like I have had so three or four times a day this week, someone has sent me the same Henry Cavill meme. Wait for it. Hold on for yeah. the best meme yeah. <laughs> before you send me a meme. Yeah, exactly. Same thing. Uh, if you want to yeah. follow us on social media, you can by following on Instagram at Cult Podcast. Or on Twitter at Cult Podcast Show. You can also send us an email to cultpodcastshow at gmail.com. If you have some Mary Kay that you want to send us. Yeah, I would love. Yes. <laughs> send those samples my way. You, you don't have to. It's just the only palatable thing from this episode. <laughs> if you want to send us alcohol to cleanse our brains of this episode. Yes. Please. You can send that to. For, that's my address page. Don't give your that. real address out on the podcast. <laughs> uh, you can send that to 3756 West Avenue 40 Suite K number 237. Like, like the shining, the shining, Los Angeles, California, nine zero zero six five. And I think for this one, I'm gonna say, don't drink. No, do drink. You're gonna need yeah, to drink, drink. <laughs> drink only this. drink. <laughs> and don't drink the Kool Aid. Bye. Bye. Bye.